This is Rogers TV, Brantford. Welcome to another episode of Think Millennial. My name is Ben Strasser. And I'm Tiffany from The <laughs> Traveling Pine. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. I, well, I really enjoy this part. You did when such I get a good job last time. We figured we'd just we'd welcome you back. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Again, you can vote below if you want me to be here more consistently. Please don't do this vote next week. Oh yeah. Please. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, today we are joined by Sarah Kelly of Adenac Au Pair, and also of Anthony DiDomenico of Yoga Fest. Thank you guys for joining us today. Thanks for having Thank us. you. We're yeah. excited for you guys to be here. So yeah. we're gonna do. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm, I am excited. Oh, well, good. I'm excited about this. This I get to learn some new stuff that I wasn't sure about, and I get to hear about more information. Of I won't spoil what's gonna happen, Thanks. but yeah. I'm so. <laughs> so Sarah, uh, why don't you tell us what is an au pair? We'll start right from pretend like nobody has any idea. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. So it is a new concept in Canada. So. Um, it's good to explain this. An au pair is a young foreigner that comes into a, or that goes to a different country and lives in with a family to provide childcare. So au pairs are usually between the ages of 18 to 25. Usually there's some 25 to 30, but they're usually um, either just finishing high school or university, college, and they're looking to take a gap year. And they live in with a family to learn about the Canadian or that country's way of living. Mm -hmm. um, they want to learn the language. They want to um, provide childcare because they have an interest in it and previous childcare experience as well. And they get to mm -hmm. live in with a family for free. Um, and the way that it works in Canada is that they're paid hourly and deducted room and board. So their uh, lodging and food is deducted. Gotcha. That sounds like a really cool way to get to experience a whole new culture. and. That's cool. Mm -hmm. And for some of these au pairs that are traveling, they are living in places where they may have never been able to mm -hmm. go to before. So, for example, um, everyone knows Toronto GTA is expensive. Mm -hmm. um, so living there, you have to be making a certain amount of money. But if you're an au pair living there, then you get to experience what it's like to live in that big city. Um, but you still get to make some money on the side and live there for free. That's, That's awesome. awesome. So how did, you, how did you get into that industry? So I was an au pair myself. Gotcha. I was an au pair in France for one year. I mm. needed a break from university. I went from straight from high school into university, and I needed a break from that learning institution, and I needed to have real-life experience mm -hmm. and get outside of my bubble a Yay. little bit. Yeah. such an advocate for that. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> because I found myself kind of just going through the motions of things, not doing... Um, you know, not doing my schoolwork with intention, and I needed a pause. Um, so I found an amazing family. They mm -hmm. are, uh, we, we're still in contact today. Mm -hmm. um, when I was there, the children were 10, 5, sorry, 10, 4, and 2. Um, one girl and two boys. So it was a very busy house, mm -hmm. but it was uh, super rewarding being there, being their care caregiver, and I really learned to love those children, mm -hmm. um, or I grew to love those children, <laughs> and not learn to love yeah. them. <laughs> Maybe sometimes. Some, sometimes? Sometimes. Well, yeah. part of my job yeah. was to speak English to the children. Gotcha. And for the 10-year-old and the 2-year-old was fine, because the 2-year-old, he was still learning French, and, you know, that age, um, they pick up on the language very quickly. The 10-year-old, she was taking English lessons already, and I, um, she kind of un understood the benefits of mm -hmm. why I was there and why learning English is good. Uh, but the four-year-old, he was just like, no way. Who is this strange lady <laughs> in my house who's speaking a different language yeah. to me? And it was, it was a lot of work, to be honest, um, of mm. getting him on board with it to um, I explain myself in different ways. I was able to explain myself in French eventually mm -hmm. of what I was saying, but I tried not to because it's all about persistency and um, getting the kids on board or getting the kids to listen to that language every right. day. And so eventually he listened, um, he was able to understand what I was saying mm -hmm. and he was speaking to me in mm -hmm. English, which was super rewarding. Um, so 
yeah, that's how I kind of got into the industry. I was an au pair myself. Yeah. And I saw the benefits of myself being in that family. Mm -hmm. um, the parents worked long hours, and I was there to uh, make dinner. I picked the kids up from school, did homework, mm -hmm. did bath time. And when the parents got home, they were able to just be parents. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to do um, you know, homework with the kids. They didn't have to mm -hmm. worry about getting them to from point A to point B. They could just be home and be parents with yeah. their kids. I think that's so cool too, especially nowadays where you don't necessarily, both parents tend to be off at work mm -hmm. and they don't necessarily get to have that quality time with their kids. They spend it most just on doing some of the, like the must-dos. They don't get to do some of the, the, the funner parts of being a parent. And I think that's probably one of the main points of uh, bringing on an au pair, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. Exactly. So parents can come home after a busy day because, you know, I think about myself and after I work, you know, eight, 10, 12 hours and I'm exhausted and I don't have to come home to children mm -hmm. of parents who work long days. They can just come home and dinner's made. They, um, you know, kids are bathed and mm -hmm they can just be parents. Yeah. That's cool. I love the whole travel bug too, if I can touch more on that, especially at that age. So after high school, I had the chance to travel to Hong Kong for a year, uh, many moons ago. But I think it's a great pause is a beautiful word that you use there. And I think it's maybe crazy if I can say that, that people rush from high school, going right into university, then suddenly they're career driven. Now they go, they have debt. You don't find that escape for travel when you're younger. And I think there's a lot of opportunities I had when I was that age or when I was younger to travel around and sort of get that travel bug going. So it's I think so there's a true. nice coordination. Mind you, I don't know if I could have handled that responsibility at that <laughs> age. Like, for someone yeah. else, like we can talk about my habits now. Even, but, like, <laughs> um, I think that training would have been wonderful and a great addition while I was traveling <laughs> to also have learned those wonderful habits. So, well, I mean, yeah, so there is the responsibility and the intention is childcare for sure, but you are given time off. So mm -hmm. for example, uh, when I was given time off, I would uh, go to French lessons or I would go to the beach. I lived in the south of France oh, and I lived cool. 20 minutes away from the beach. So my friends and I would go to there were frequent times when we would look at each other and be like, it's a Tuesday <laughs> and we're at the beach. How is this possible? Yeah. So, nice. so I think you're right that there is that rush to go straight from high school into university. But there's a lot of studies and a lot of uh, learning institutions that are showing the benefits of having that break and having that pause or that gap mm -hmm. year. And so actually, sorry, Sarah, I'm going to have to stop you there. We're yeah. going to head to break. Uh, so stay tuned, and we'll be right back after these com these commercials, these messages. <laughs> something, <laughs> something. These commercials. <laughs> Brought to you by Rogers Anyplace TV. Enjoy exclusive content for free. Visit RogersAnyplaceTV.com. They don't know what Giovanni and me and Rogers TV is. Are you? When did they get out of their coma? I'm on TV, not the face. This show is about regular people getting their chance of 15 minutes of fame right here on Rogers TV. I go out there, I interview interesting people, where they live, where they work, where they play. It's beautiful. You know what I'm talking about? This is going to make some memories with this. Anyway, that's, that's what the show is about, basically, in a nutshell. I'm not special. Cancer happens to people all the time. I take one mile at a time, 26 miles a day. I want to set an example that'll never be forgotten. Sometimes, it feels endless. I feel is nothing. I've seen little kids in so much pain. Somewhere, the hurting must stop. 
Terry Fox ran more than halfway across Canada to raise money for cancer research. Every year, millions of people around the world continue the marathon of hope in his name. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> well, welcome. I didn't know if you were going to say something or if you're just going to go. I like it. I like it. Um, so, Sarah, we're going to come back to you after, but uh, we're going to go over to Anthony now. So, Anthony, Yoga Fest. How did you first find yoga? It was. Uh, it's been a journey. I definitely back in my days. Uh, I was an athlete growing yeah. up. Uh, sports was a big thing for me. Competitive sports specifically, and uh, I was first referred to give yoga a try mm -hmm. and. Personally, it wasn't my thing. I didn't really enjoy my first experience, but um, as I continued to grow and learn more deeper into the practices to, you know, what it's actually built around, mm -hmm. like, you're not competing against other people. It's actually kind of a, a journey within yourself, yeah. and it's setting your own goals in each practice and being able to move past them, hopefully, as you continue your journey. Right. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was how it rooted Yoga me. found you. Yoga you found didn't me, find you. Yes, exactly. Huh? <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, what... <laughs> That's that's sweet. Uh, we see <laughs> we see so many uh, new things coming out with yoga, right? Like there's there's aerial yoga, there's aqu aquatic yoga, there's I mean hot yoga is the main one, right? Um, and then there's also goat yoga. What do you find that inspires you right now to continue your practice of yoga? Um, it's actually a new practice that I've recently started. It's it's called Ashtanga, and uh, it's uh, apparently built around the roots of traditional yoga. And the thing I really like about it is a lot of classes will have a teacher guiding you through it, and every class will be different. So there's always a level of like you know external focus, watching what the next thing is, or listening for the next instruction. Ashtanga is interesting because it's a consistent sequence always, and. Um, as you as you consistently practice it, the key is to memorize these postures in this order, yeah. so that uh, as as time goes on, it becomes more of an internal experience, and you're not actually listening to anyone. You know what you need to do, and you could really focus on the tensions or tightness in your body, yeah. working through different different aspects of yourself. And yeah, yeah. so that's awesome. Go. That's cool. cool. Thanks. Hmm. That's sweet. Uh, so okay, Yoga Fest. So how did how did Yoga Fest start? How did you you create that? I know you got a you got a team, right? Yeah, definitely a team. Uh, definitely not something I would have been able to do by myself. Yeah. But a lot of great people coming together, and um, it was definitely inspired by uh, the yoga conference. Was one of the big things. It's a big event that happens in Toronto, and we experienced it, and it was an amazing opportunity. It really gathers an uh, an awesome community of people, uh, people who just kind of overall care about the well-being of them themselves, how they could do different things to kind of better their future, mm -hmm. better their careers, and also better the planet um, with a deep level of compassion from what I've seen right. too, compassion for each other versus just kind of their own personal journeys. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that community uh, and seeing them all gathered around uh, the yoga conference was something that really inspired us to see like we need this in our own communities this could be happening globally and, mm -hmm. and it's inspiring such an amazing thing so we we kind of got to the drawing board as to how we could innovate and create something in our in our own manner um, yeah. that's inspired from that gotcha and cool. it was quite a success right like I feel like when you talked about it before there's a lot of people there yeah it's definitely been amazing like so much gratitude <laughs> for how much response we've had and even from when it started it didn't originally uh, launch as a festival it launched as a uh, as an event that we did it was just a free yoga at Bayfront Park in Hamilton mm -hmm. it was part of a uh, 101 day movement if you guys have heard of that um, brief summary it's a charitable organization and they basically are global and on this one day year they inspire people in different communities to create a small intervention mm -hmm. that represents a small action creating a big change in the world gotcha. so we were kind of inspired to be part of this uh, this non-for-profit group um, and we decided that we were going to do free yoga at Bayfront as our intervention for our community cool. and then the response that that got was so magnificent and so many people loved it and were asking for more mm -hmm. and it was all happening simultaneously and we had just kind of attended the yoga conference not long before yeah. that so these things were all like birthing through natural synchronicities yeah. I would say cool. and yeah one thing led to another yeah. Sweet. So you group group classes, right? Group classes, group yes. Group classes, and then you do have vendors. Yes, we have vendors. Well. Uh, what else goes on? Uh, there's like interactive art installations, cool. so people can literally come and kind of express their inner, inner child. A lot of people haven't picked up a paintbrush for oh, years, yeah. especially uh, you know if art's not really a focus of yours. Yeah. And we have amazing food vendors too, like offering different types of uh, nutritious options. Right. 
Um, there's a Zen lounge that offers different workshops and uh, cool. like uh, you know intro to meditation or maybe tantric dancing classes. Some some are do it yourself, like yeah. make your own uh, soaps and scrubs. So yeah, it's amazing. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, and I think with a little bit of focus on Movember too, uh, we talk also about the mental health. So I find when I do yoga, I'm not an avid regular yogaer, but when I go, <laughs> I think I go because I'm like I need some more strength and I want to get fit again or or continue a bit of that. But I find it's always my mind that's most affected. I leave a yoga class like with the clearest head and so much not empty space, I know that sounds like a little bit of empty space, but like, I feel so clear, so I, I always need that as a reminder that I think I discover when I like to go to yoga, it's like I feel so good mentally. So I think with that whole sort of mental focus for Movember too, um, mm -hmm. that's an important part too. It's not yeah. all just about sort of getting fit and getting moving, right? Absolutely, yeah. completely I guess agree. meditation goes into that as well, which yeah. Yeah. I still have trouble sitting still and like thinking of that, but I find yoga on its own does that for me, and. I'm thankful for that experience. I'm really glad to hear to that. Get myself that. out there. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got uh, Yoga Fest coming up, right? Yeah, it's actually yeah. we're launching tonight. That's awesome. Yay. That's great. Excited for that. That's sweet. Can you tell us a little bit about it or where to go to find more details? Yeah, so the website's yogafest.com. Yeah. Um, the event's uh, March 17th and 18th of 2018. Yeah. It's taking place at the Burlington Convention Center. It's our first day doing a two, uh, first time doing a two-day festival, which is a, an awesome. exciting quantum leap for for yeah. everyone involved as well as for the community. And um, yeah, we're really amping things up even with the core this year. It's been a really big focus as to how we could enhance the experience so that when you come into the Burlington Convention Center, it's not only that facility, but it's a different world within a world. And people really feel like a place to like separate from their societal self mm -hmm. and just be whoever it is you want to be yeah. in this present moment. That's cool. I like it. It's a good reminder yeah. just to, to be you, right? And in that non sort of judgmental exactly. area, just yeah. do what you want. I, think, I dig it. I yeah. dig it. <laughs> I think the, uh, the community aspect is so cool about that, too. Just everybody coming together, and they all have that same mindset. They're all looking to get together, to be there, to be themselves, mm -hmm. to take part in all these awesome activities. I think that's really cool. And I find that the yoga community, community too, is very much one that will give back to the community as well. Like, they're Absolutely. very much, they're focused, they're focused on themselves, but then also a lot on the community around them, too, which I find is really cool. Absolutely, man. It's definitely mm -hmm. one of my favorite aspects, too, the relationship relationships that have been blossoming through all these experiences mm -hmm. on a personal level for me being a part of it and as well as the relationships that I've seen blossom off of people that I've met just in that in that vortex I like right. to call it yeah <laughs> and I think with that too like what would you what would your be your um, tip on how do people who may not have I got I gotta go to break now thank you Patty we're gonna have to go to break now um, Thank you very much, and we'll be right back after these commercials. Messages. <laughs> Thanks. Tuesday at 7. Chef D takes you from the farm to the table with delicious meals made from locally sourced ingredients. At Home with Chef D, Tuesdays at 7 on Rogers TV. Wednesday. I want you to have high nutrient, high protein foods. Food personality Teresa Albert serves up a garden fresh, healthy breakfast. That's really good. Breakfast at Rosehurst on Rogers TV. During a routine exam, our daughter's pediatrician detected a heart murmur. We thought an EKG would confirm that we had nothing to worry about, but we were shocked by a diagnosis of pulmonary hypertension. with colors and playtime, not medicine time. Pulmonary hypertension is a rare, life-threatening lung disease. There is no cure, but treatments are available. Talk to your doctor about pH if you are experiencing these unexplained symptoms. It could save your life. For Sir George Etienne Cartier, the work of uniting Canada was as vast as the country itself. First, he won over Quebec. Union is the only way for work. No, Monsieur Cartier! Confederation will cost French Canadians their nationality. Monsieur, together we will form a political nationality independent of our origins. Diversity will be Canada's strength. Then he fought for Manitoba. The Northwest has formed a government under Louis Riel will not join confederation unless our rights are respected. So you want a new province? Then you'll have it. 
That will be a place for your people in Canada. He envisioned a country from Atlantic to Pacific. British Columbia won't even think of joining Canada without a wagon road through the Rockies. Ask for a railway. We are building a country after all. Bold as a lion, confederation could not have happened but for him. Du Canada, son pays, ses amours. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coming back. We appreciate it. It's great we didn't scare anybody away, right? Well, that's good. You don't know until yeah. you check the ratings. <laughs> so to continue my we're thought, good, I, got, I got stuck on that. But do you have any tips, Anthony, for people that are looking to get involved in yoga or might not be, might be a little unsure about getting involved in that, that community and that idea? Absolutely. I would say um, awareness helps for a lot of people. It's educating yourself as mm -hmm. to like, you know, what does this even do? What are the benefits? Why should I start this practice? That's one thing. Uh, but I think the biggest shift is just starting and whatever that means to you. If you're someone who's like never done a thing, I always tend to recommend um, uh, some online stuff. Like you can go on YouTube. Yoga with Adrian is actually a, a channel that she really helped me at my, my first like stages of yoga and allows you to kind of do it in the comfort of your own home, your own bedroom. And you know, if you don't want to do a whole hour practice, you don't need to. Where when you go to a studio, there's a little more expectation. But what I'm learning too is that the studio helps you kind of push your caliber. When you're in the comfort of your own home, it's a lot easier to kind of just take a break after maybe 20, 30 minutes. But yeah. Yeah, that's a great place to get started, I would say, it would be online. And then also look at your local studios. There's a lot of amazing people, and uh, they all seem to be rooted in such great intention with, you know, not just operating a business. It's to how can we help the community yeah. learn more about this because we know for ourselves how much it's affected us. Right. And kind of find what jives with you, too, because even if you don't have a good... I don't know, I always have a decent experience, but, like, everyone teaches a bit differently, too, Absolutely. right? So don't give up if that first one you kind of feel a little bit of... Um, I don't want to say the word failure, but if you sort of felt uncomfortable, it's go back and try someone else or try a different class. Like there's so much variety I find mm -hmm. now. So too, much. Like, oh, absolutely. Get out there and find your find your jive. Jam. And there's been <laughs> their yoga jive, yoga jam. I could go for some yoga jam right now. Yeah. <laughs> On bread. That would be fantastic. Um, <laughs> uh, there's been a huge increase <laughs> recent, like in the last, I think we saw a fact, it was like in the last four years or six years, there's been a 20% increase in people practicing yoga, mm -hmm. which is which is pretty incredible to see like that amount of people shifting over to that. What do you think is leading to that? Do you think it's just that it's more, you're, it's easier attainable to go out and find a class to participate in, or is it? Definitely. I think there's a lot of factors contributing to that. Mm -hmm. Number one, I think, is awareness. Again, yeah. as more people are just kind of building education around how good this is for them mm -hmm. and how it could enhance their overall state of being, yeah. um, I just see that on a personal level, I feel it can make everyone's lifestyle enhanced even a little bit. It doesn't matter what industry you're in or what your passions are. If you, mm -hmm. if you dedicate the time to putting an hour of a day towards self-love and whatever type of movement practice that means for you, yeah. you're going to feel different and operate on a different vibratory rate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Goes hand awesome. in hand with the world today, right? We all yeah. need yeah. <laughs> more self-love. Absolutely. Love. And what I love I'm about the one. end of a yoga class is that they always like, ask you to spread that joy and that self-love to others. Yes. So to go out into your community mm -hmm. and people mm -hmm. that you meet, you give that self-love to them as well. Mm -hmm. So that you're not just doing it for yourself. It is, you know, an hour for yourself, but through your actions, you can share that. Absolutely, the ripple effect. That's it. Yes. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. we're here with Anthony DiDomenico of Yoga Fest. Uh, what's the the URL, the website link again? It's yogafest.com. Perfect. Nice and simple. I like yes. it. I like it. <laughs> Sarah Kelly of Adenac Au Pair. Yes. Yes. Um, do you, we're we're going to go back to you now. Okay. Are you excited? Yeah. You ready to Super go? Super excited. Right? Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So one, one statement, and we've talked about it before, is the, the fact that people might look at having an au pair as it might be something that's only for somebody that's doing really well or somebody that's wealthy, right? Mm -hmm. it, they might look at it as like a, a luxury and not necessarily uh, an opportunity for somebody and everybody to take part fancy. in. Yeah. Au pair. Yeah. No pair. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because that is a huge, um, it's a stigma for sure. And you do need to have be able to afford to have an au pair but for parents that are sending 
um, their children to daycare. If you have two or more kids in daycare, an au pair is actually cheaper because you're not paying per child, you're paying for the childcare provider. Mm -hmm. And um, you're also allotted that flexibility and scheduling as well because yeah. when, um, for example, if that four o'clock meeting is running late and you're hitting traffic and your child is in daycare, then you have to pay extra for yeah. that child to stay in daycare. But if you're running late, you call the au pair, you say, listen, I'm gonna be um, like an hour late or I'm gonna be 20 minutes late. Mm -hmm. Can you start dinner or can you, you know, start getting the kids ready for bed? That's done with. Yeah. You don't have to scramble um, or feel guilty too because, you know, those kids, if they're in an after school care, have been in school for a long time or at the daycare, they've been mm -hmm. there for a long time. Your kids are already at home and um, playing with their own toys in their own space and yeah they are happy to be there too yeah. yeah and so it is um you know for parents that are working professionals for sure that's um like they can have an au pair but it's not yeah. just only for the wealthy mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah so perfect scenario would be like kind of two working parents and two two or more kids that are t participating in daycare would be like the perfect example for somebody to come in to talk to you and explore the the chance. For the He's trying to see if he can actually get one into his house, but he wants one for his roommate to like start cooking. But yeah. I think there is an age limit too. But I don't know if that has to it be discussed or not. But like, I'm like, I can hear the angles he's working. At. <laughs> but so you all know what's going on. What I say for a host family is a host family is anybody <laughs> who has anybody who uh, is in need of childcare. So, oh. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> an older, not so much the case. That's fair. That's fair. But it's any family that requires childcare. So that can be working, um, two working professionals, mm -hmm. can be a single parent yeah. for sure that needs that extra set of hands. Any family that feels that they can benefit, and I think most families can benefit yeah. from having an extra set of hands uh, to help balance work and life. Mm-hmm. It's cool. And right. you're just part of the family, too, which is nice, right? It's like, yeah. I don't know, it just kind of goes together, I think. That was really amazing in my experience was that I felt so comfortable in that family, that I was a part mm -hmm. of their family. They invited me um, to dinners with their friends. They invited me to um, celebrate holidays with them. I got to experience, you know, what's Easter in France like and what are some so French cool. traditions that mm -hmm. I don't know about. and when an au pair comes to Canada, they want to go to Thanksgiving. They want to go to yeah. grandma's 85th birthday and meet your family and, yeah. and be involved. And it just fosters a relationship there. And what mm -hmm. I think is the best thing about this program is that it's all yes. working Sorry, for the intention Sarah, I'm gonna of have to cut you off there. Children. Um, but you can find <laughs> Sarah Kelly at Adenac Au Pair on Facebook. It's probably the easiest way. And, and uh, my website. Okay, and we got to go to break now. Sorry, Sarah. Okay. <laughs> Join me on Wednesdays for Lions TV Bingo at 8 p.m. Lots of fun, trivia, and much, much more on Rogers TV. TV show that is meant to inspire. It's a little thicker batter. And I'm here with Sweet Occasions to take the intimidation out of baking and, and really simplify and help people to, you know, get their feet wet. I'm not afraid to make a mistake when I'm baking or have flour, you know, proof out of the mixer when I'm baking. Baking is meant to be fun and to be enjoyed.
Fires raged along the Saguenay River for more than 150 kilometers, destroying land and lives. One family survived by dousing themselves all night against the searing heat. One family, among the thousands whose resourcefulness and courage shaped the character of this land. Sweet Bakery in Brantford, we actually paired this lemon 
I'm just bringing this over. This, I've been dreaming about this one <laughs> all day. And I will take my little bit. So I actually have done this one before and it turned out really, really well. So let's hope that it's uh, similar there. There you go. Thank you. Ben's first. So again, another way you can taste is you can taste the food first if you like. Take a bite of that and then just do reverse. So sometimes you might pick up different notes or you might have a preference on the way. But I always suggest that you have a little bit of both in there, which sounds kind of gross, and then swallowing the beer and the cupcake together. And you're going to really notice if it works well together, blends or cuts each other out. It is beautiful. I hope I you're a lemon guy. Are you I a lemon guy? I love what it does with the, uh, with the icing. Yeah, that's So that's good, awesome. right? Yeah. So you're getting a little bit of sweetness out there. There's also lemon curd inside these cupcakes, oh, which makes it even better. And it's really pulling out the citrus flavors of this beer. So if I drink this on its own, it's still a wonderful brew. But there's really that lemony about this that they put in with the hops that they use. So it goes super well. I would give this one an A++. Mm -hmm. So these guys are Fairweather. They're out of Hamilton, Ontario. They're fairly new to the game. But if I can give them a little plug for a moment, they are doing incredible things. Um, they are so on point for being fresh out of the gates. I'm super impressed. Oh, can you smell that from there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm super impressed with what they're making from there. Everything's been fantastic. And I'm happy to bring today a beer that I cannot pronounce by them. So <laughs> in attention, it's Matru, Matrugador. Matrugador? Sounds good, Matrugador. yeah. And it is in collaboration with Detour Coffee out of Dundas. I think that works well. Mm -hmm. I have no complaints in that department. <laughs> it is interesting. This is a very coffee-heavy flavor on the beer. If anything, what helps in that cupcake is the peanut butter because you're getting those kind of earthy tones from that as well. So I think that almost saves this beer overpowering just that nice creamy chocolate. Okay, so we're going to move on to last but certainly not least. Our peep show, West Coast IPA from Bell City Brewing here in Brantford. We're actually shooting on location today, which is very kind of them. And this is going with a carrot cake. So the peep show here, it's a West Coast, so you're getting a little bit more uh, resin and piney tones off of it. And I do find this one has a little bit more of a malt back, backbone than some of them do. So that maltiness in the hops and the resiness is going to go really well with the earthy tones of the carrot cake. Cheers. <laughs> Tuesday at 7, Chef D takes you from the farm to the table with delicious meals made from locally sourced ingredients. At Home with Chef D, Tuesdays at 7 on Rogers TV. Wednesday. I want you to have high nutrient, high protein foods. Food personality Teresa Albert serves up a garden fresh, healthy breakfast. That's really good. Breakfast at Rosehurst on Rogers TV. I'm Wendell Clark with a word about winning. We all know it takes a team effort in any sport and with any challenge. You can be a part of the winning team that shuts out impaired driving. Whether you're out on the town or just hanging out with friends, drink responsibly. Always have a plan for a safe ride home for yourself, your family, and your friends. You'll be helping to shut out impaired driving. Visit ArrivaLive.org to find out more. Arrive Alive. Drive sober. Monsieur de Champlain, when I finish paddling through this wilderness and reach China, I shall greet them wearing this. Monsieur Nicolet, your mission shall be for the honor of the king and the holy faith. In the summer of 1634, Jean Nicolet set off from Quebec to find a trade route that would link Europe and North America with China. But where is it? Further, I know the place you are seeking. For months, Nicolet pushed through the wilderness, searching for the Western Sea. 
Goja, Mississippi. What did he say? He says, Mississippi, great water. Mississippi, the sea, China. Jean Nicolet was wrong. It was Lake Michigan, not the Pacific. But others would follow his dream, Joliet, La Salle, the Laverandres, and they would map most of North America from the Rockies to the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, and now we're, we're joined by Stephen Stanley and Chris. Sorry. How are you? That's Good. Chris Bennett. Chris Bennett, thank you very much for being in here, guys. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Uh, from us. the Stephen Stanley yeah. Band. This is super exciting. Tomorrow you've got an album released, which it's is very cool. After a, a long uh, a long year working on it, we're putting this record out uh, tomorrow, so that's pretty exciting. That's amazing. Yeah. And now you're going to play a couple songs from it? Yes. Fantastic. That's cool. So yeah, definitely. Just right, right, roll right yeah, into what, it. What's the first song so you're going to be playing? This is the first song on the album. It's called uh, Talking About It. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I don't know if it's self-explanatory. Maybe we'll talk about it later. But we'll just play Sounds it good. Let it go. Front row seats. I like this. I like this. <laughs> Front row seats. Side row seats. Yeah. Side row seats. <laughs> one, two, three, Better. four, one. Salesman on the back lot Pushing blame away for years And he's been caught You're not asking the right questions The grand suggestion is it's something that is not And I don't want to talk about it I don't want to think about it now The pain is barely dry The whitewash on my eyes Milk is Scrub, scour and rub And wipe that slate clean The city in love When push comes to shove It's just an accident scene Between fiction and fact The truth has been hacked And skulking behind a screen Conjecture's not absolute We'll pull it out by the roots And I don't see what you mean talk about it I don't want to think about it now kicking the tires watching the wires defending the bow we're gonna have to talk about it we're gonna have to think about it now kicking the tires watching the wires breaking the bow Song one that was uh, talking about it. Sweet. So shall we go right into the next one? Yeah. This is uh, we're on a roll. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> well, do it. Going. We'll play all night if we have. Yeah. Um, this is the title track from the record. Uh, the album's called Jimmy and the Moon, and this is uh, the song Jimmy and the Moon, which is uh, a, has a cool story behind it. I was uh, standing at a streetcar stop in Toronto one night, um, close to my house, and this guy. There's a bar right behind me where I was standing. And uh, the bar was called Jimmy's. Mm -hmm. And uh, this guy walks out of the bar and says, "Can I interrupt you for a second? I said, "Of course, man." And he says, "You see that up there?" And he points up in the sky, and there was a big, huge, full moon sort yeah. of hanging right over the corner of the city. He said, "Will you see that moon?" I said, "Of course, I see that moon." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Well, this is the last time I'm ever going to see it." And I said, "What do you mean?" And he said, "Well, you see what's going on across the street there?" And they were just starting to build this eight-story condo. He said, "Once that up, let's up my." View of the moon is gonna is gone, oh. and oh. then I sort of was I, being the person who I am. I sort of thought he was half kidding, yeah. and I turned back to him, and he had tears rolling down his face. So he was quite he was quite upset. And then oh. I got I got on my streetcar and went down to I was actually going to a wedding. 
went to a wedding, and he went back into the bar, and I would see him on the corners in in the various bars around my place yeah. from time to time. But when I got home that night, it struck me that's a pretty pretty poignant moment because mm -hmm. this is a guy that's you know lived lived here all his life, and yeah. uh, he's just not uh, dealing with the change. And there's yeah. there was this period in time in Toronto where. Uh, where uh, when the Fords were in power, they talked about cranes in the sky, cranes in the sky being the way, the mark of success. And, and I think for most people, the mark of success is not so much about cranes in the sky, it's more about what's happening in the city and the, right. in, and the inside of the city. Anyway, so that's what the song's about. Huh. To, make a, to make a long story short. Yeah. Or a short story long. Join me on Wednesdays for Lions TV Bingo at 8 p.m. Lots of fun, trivia, and much, much more on Rogers TV. Regulars is back for another season of 8-Ball Action. It's your chance to watch as Scotch Doubles teams from around the region compete to win bragging rights for the pub or pool hall that they call home. You'll meet the characters that make up our local pool scene and get to check out some amazing tips and tricks. That's Ringers versus Regulars, Thursday nights at 8 on Rogers TV. All I wanted was to see a movie. One down, please. I can't sell downstairs tickets to you people. How dare they? I could afford to buy the more expensive ticket. I run my own business. <laughs> but they refuse to take my money. They left me there all night. On what charge? They said I didn't pay the theater tax. 
but it was really about color. Sister Desmond, appeal this conviction and your community will stand behind you. Do you have any idea what this will do to us? So what are you going to do? Make it right. Viola Desmond's case inspired Nova Scotia's civil rights movement. She was pardoned 63 years later based on the injustice of her conviction. Oh, thank you. What a wonderful tribute to Jimmy in his last view of the moon. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's Thanks. very well executed. I'm excited to pick this up cool. and listen to the rest of this. Great. You've got that on there, right? <laughs> Perfect. There it is. <laughs> um, so thank you very much for being here, guys. That was that was awesome to hear you live right Thanks inside of the, the studio. Thanks for having us in. It's really, really cool. So yeah, because we're yeah, we're, uh, we're in town for a show tonight, so yeah. it's cool to work this in in the day. So. Mm -hmm. so how did you how did you start the band? I don't know if this band. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, so I was in uh, a band called Lowest of the Low and yeah. left that about four years ago. And Chris and I had been playing together mm -hmm. prior to that. And a couple things, just uh, just we do sort of duo shows around around town, yeah. a, couple, a bit around Ontario. We never traveled too much with that with that thing at that point. And then uh, we decided at some point, I guess about about two years ago, that we would put a, put a whole band together. Yeah. And so. Uh, our drummer is a guy named Gregor Beresford, who was from the band called the Bourbon Tabernacle Choir and played with Tom Cochran. Cool. So he was an old friend of mine that I hadn't seen in years, and we sort of happened to meet up again, and that made a lot of sense. And then our bass player is a guy we met through um, another musician, and uh, a guy named Chris Rellinger, who's also a fantastic mm -hmm. player. So that's kind of the boring story of the beginning of the band. Yeah. Um, hopefully it's going to get more exciting in the, <laughs> in the next months ahead. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, what are you finding the difference between when you released uh, albums back then, when you first started out, compared to now? Because there's definitely yeah. a difference in, like, say, the internet, social media, well, like that kind of stuff. There's, right? there's a big difference just in how you put it out. Like, for mm -hmm. instance, so we, we, I brought that CD in for you. We yeah. weren't going to do CDs at all until uh, the publicist that's working on this record said that she had to have them. Mm -hmm. Like I was just going to do vinyl and digital, yeah. which made, makes a lot of sense because I mean, I, I don't know how you listen to music these days, but if I do get a CD, it goes in my computer and then I never sort of touch it again. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so it's a little bit... back of vinyl. It's always been there in my family, but I, I like this whole like reliving the vinyl and we, it kind of... We don't have the vinyl back. yet. I'm hoping we're going to get it next in time for, uh, in time for the show. And that I'm very excited about. Mm -hmm. Have the sort of big format again and have the art <laughs> and the big size. So. Crackle. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's changed a lot from that point of view. <laughs> and I think when you're, you know, when I was uh, in Lowest of the Low, there was a lot of parts of the mechanism that I didn't have to worry about yeah. because there was, you know, we had management, we had agents and stuff like that. So there's a lot of really DIY stuff again mm -hmm. on this one, I, yeah. which is kind of fun. It's kind of fun being that in tune with it again and sort of, you know, having a list of things every day that you want to accomplish and yeah. people you want to get the CD to and people you want to talk to. Yeah. And so that part's fun. That's awesome. We really tackled this band from, a, I think, if I can say one more thing about yeah. the band, we tackled yeah. this band from a different point of view. When, when we started it, I sort of thought we would just rehearse a couple time and then, times and then start playing, and we did it the exact opposite. We sort of were, we spent a year rehearsing mm -hmm. and working up the songs before we went in the studio, and it, it, I think it really helped with the making of the record. Yeah. And it sort of changed the way. I don't know, I mean, if, you, if you think the same. I agree, yeah. yeah. Would you say like the influence behind uh, Jimmy and the Moon, like the album that's going to be releasing tomorrow, mm -hmm. would you say that that's kind of like an all-encompassing of everybody's experience that's in the band? Or is it, how does that come about? Well, from, a, from a playing point of view, for yeah. sure. I mean, it's a, it's a really musical group. Mm -hmm. I mean, Chris is sort of really steeped in the history of music and studies it and sort of, um, and, uh, you know, lives in and around it all the time. And Gregor's the same way. Um, I sort of really feed off that. I don't have the... I mean, I'm, I've been a music fan all my life. Mm -hmm. I don't, I haven't dug in as deep as these guys do as far as as far as owning the history of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you want to say anything about that, but I think that's a very cool part of who you yeah. are. Well, and it's, it's all what we bring to the band. So Stephen's songs are sort of the catalyst, and then yeah. we build around them. And so it's just, it's naturally built in a sort of really yeah. special way to all of us. Yeah. yeah. So I did see Clown Party on there. I used to have a fear of clowns, but oh, now I'm kind of obsessed because of the yeah. whole thing. So birthday clowns yeah. is more what I'm afraid of. I like horror. It's a weird story, but anyways. Um, is that sort of personality? Do you guys have like a joker in the group, or do you have 
I think for yeah, sort no. of personalities that come together and make it a little bit more fun or it's it's are you totally all fun. It's four jokers in the group. It's like everybody's. I mean, I don't know. Like you get in a room with musicians and that's I'm all. the funniest actually. He's yeah. the funniest. Yeah. You wouldn't know. I, he's, he's so I believe that the sort of quiet put together, no. a little stoic over there. I believe that. No, everybody's are, uh, funny in their own way. Yes. The only people that don't think I'm funny is my daughters. Yeah, so it's 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 fun from that point of view, and, and then everybody does have a really strong personality, and I think, mm -hmm. but I think the sort of the, the musicality really played into what the band became, yeah. and, and that I really fed off that because like there's a real, um, not that this doesn't happen in many scenarios, but I, I find when we're working on songs, there's a real sort of musical conversation around sort of what the roots of what we're doing might be, like what does that sound like, yeah. Who's what's what drum style, who's the drummer that played something like mm -hmm. that. These conversations happen a lot in the jam mm -hmm. space and, and, and moved into the studio as well. We, we worked on, on uh, Wolf Island, which is just off the coast of Kingston gotcha. um, on Lake Ontario. Mm -hmm. That's where we made the album. So we spent cool. about a year going back and forth from Toronto to Wolf Island and yeah. made the record there. So in this beautiful little, it was the studio was called the post office and it was the original post office on the island. So there's a beautiful little sort of wood house with a pot belly cool. stove. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a great experience. It was a great experience to get out of the city because making albums in, in the city you live are, is a very different experience because you kind of sort of check in from 9 to 5 or mm -hmm. whatever, from 12 to 7. and. Yeah and you go home and you go back and you go home. This way we were kind of there and we were living it. We wouldn't have, didn't have sort of fixed times where we'd start and stop. Just you know, create right? any hour of the Yeah, day. it was nice. So, like yeah. you could go late until yeah. night. And I, I've always been very in tune with the idea of when you're recording lead vocals to record them at the right time of the day that fits the song. Yeah. And that sort of happened on this record, which is kind of cool. There's songs to me that, and this may, may mean nothing to anybody else, yeah. but there's, there's songs to me that I feel like this is something you need to sing at night. This is something mm -hmm. that's okay to sing like at one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so I like stuff like that. Yeah. It's kind of it's it's be a long me. show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work long. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that kind of that's neat because that kind of until midnight to see the moon and then yeah. we'll. We'll back <laughs> it, it kind of ties into like the the whole idea of having that creative process and building mm -hmm. up to building up a song. So I mean, I guess it would start with you writing the lyrics, right, and then having everybody yeah. kind of fall in in part and with their yeah, different. I, in this band, I kind of come in with the lyrics and with a sort of a shell of the music, and then the arrangement happens amongst amongst the group. And there's some pretty cool stuff on the record that that you know I had nothing to do with. And then this time around, the, there's the band's influence on the record, which is predominant. And then Chris Brown, who produced the album, he had some stuff that he did, and we sort of really developed a nice symbiotic relationship with him over the course of making it to the point where I felt like completely comfortable mm -hmm. with him. So he took the tapes to Ireland at one point and has a satellite studio in Kilkenny, Ireland, and he recorded a trio of playing uh, with low whistles, aeolian pipes, and uh, accordion on mm -hmm. one of the songs, and it and came so back great. and was like, oh my god, this is beautiful. <laughs> and he has a, he works out of a studio in Brooklyn as well, and uh, his old. Um, not old, but she's still his partner, but uh, music partner Kate Fenner did a vocal on the last song on the record that we had pretty much nothing to do with. They put it together themselves. So I, th I found that really I'm cool. I'm going to have to cut you off right yeah. there. Thank you very much to oh, both yeah. of you for cool. being here today and Thank for playing you. the songs. Um, pick up Jimmy and the Moon tomorrow at record stores, and also you can find it online, I'm sure. For sure. And so thank you very much, everybody, for watching tonight, and thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you. It was awesome. a pleasure. Thank you. That was great. Rogers TV viewer response line. Email us or connect with us on social media. Tuesday at 7. Chef D takes you from the farm to the table with delicious meals made from locally sourced ingredients. At Home with Chef D, Tuesdays at 7 on Rogers TV. Wednesday. I want you to have high-nutrient, high-protein food. Food personality Teresa Albert serves up a garden-fresh, healthy breakfast. That's really good. Breakfast at Rosehurst on Rogers TV.
Join me on Wednesdays for Lions TV Bingo at 8 p.m. Lots of fun, trivia, and much, much more on Rogers TV. With the new Rogers Anyplace TV app, now you can take your TV entertainment on the go. Watch the shows you want from anywhere on your favorite device. Hundreds of movie titles, your favorite shows, even sports and news, live or on demand. With a new look and feel that makes finding what you want easier than ever. And the best part? Anyplace TV is already included with your TV package. Download the new